Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Second and ten, Niners up three nothing. Purdy gonna throw a double pass back to Jawan Jennings. A throwback across the field to McCaffrey. He's got it. 20, 10, 5, touchdown! San Francisco! Mahomes fighting for the end zone, wide open, caught, touchdown, Kansas City, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Birdie throws, and is caught by Jawan Jennings, breaks a tackle, touchdown, San Francisco. Butker now will try a field goal from 29 yards out to try to tie the game. At six seconds to go. Butker's kick is perfect. This game is tied at 19-19. McKinnon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown! Kansas City! McCall Hardman! McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side! Kansas City wins the game! 25-22! You're listening to the Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Joe, I'm so glad we have this overtime thing to talk about. I'm just so glad. Mm-hmm. Because that means we don't we can talk more about that today than the Chiefs actually winning the Super Bowl. And I would be totally fine with it. I would be too. I mean, it gets mixed in along the way, but yeah, I don't need I don't need to think about the Chiefs winning more than I need to already. I mean, this uh so the overtime thing is a it seems like the big debate this morning. And we'll get into that for sure, but obviously the Chiefs winning their third out of 5 Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. They've been in six straight AFC Championship games. How many in the row did the uh Patriots go to? Do you remember? I don't I, I don't 10 in a row. I think they did. AFC Championships games? No, think, no way. I think the Patriots went to 10 in a row. I'm going to look right now. Hold on. What do we got here? We have, Let's go back to the last time they were in. All right. No, because they lost the They lost Patriots to Baltimore a few times, one, didn't they? One, two, three, four, five. Hold on. I believe it's 10. Yep. Wow. Okay. They were in. Hold on. They went in. They started in 11 against the Ravens. Yeah. 12, um, 12 against the Ravens, 13 against the Broncos, 14 against the Colts, 15 against the Broncos, 16 against the Steelers, 17 against the Jaguars, 18 against the Chiefs, 19 against the Titans. That's so it. eight. Nine in a row, it looks like. Nine. 11 nine. through nine. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. If you count 
Oh, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Eight. Eight, eight, eight in a row. But still, that's still more than I thought it was going to be. I thought there was a year. I guess I just missed the timeline. There's there's a couple of years in there where like the Ravens beat them, yeah. the wild card, the Jets beat them, but that was before that, that streak. I mean, I have no reason to believe right now that the Chiefs won't get to that even. They've been in six in a row. Two more. I mean, they don't look like they're slowing down anytime soon, so I would... Uh, I would bet them to do that to get back the next two years. We need the uh, we need teams to start knocking them off. We need the Chargers to challenge them in the division. By the way, um, Bills to knock them off. Hey, Bengals will be back though. So listen, it's possible there are enough contenders. But right, how how do you not think they'll be even better next year with all the 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 cap room and huh. the picks they have? I mean, and they're going to go get a wide receiver, right? They're going to do the, what the, the thing that we say the Bills need to do. They're going to, well, you know, we didn't really help Mahomes this year, and we had to really struggle and win on defense, so let's go get some receivers I, for him. I think they're going to get two guys. I think they're right. going to they're gonna do something the Bills can't do. They're going to draft a guy like the Bills are, and then they're going to go pay Mike Evans or T. Higgins or Michael Pittman. Like they've got, they've got the room, even after paying guys, to go get the best receiver on the market if they want to do it. Amazing. Now, there's no guarantee, right? I've said this before that, like, yes, the Patriots won three out of four to get, you know, Super Bowls. And then they didn't win for quite a while. They did get there. Yeah. They lost to the Giants twice in that span. Yep. But they didn't get there for like 10 years. So it was like 10 year gap, I think, right? Between, I have to go look at the actual Super Bowl. Yeah, they went, they went from 05. The 05 season through the the 13 season without winning. 14 was the year they won it over mm-hmm. Seattle. So that's right. That's about a decade that they went without winning it, which is Brady's prime. Funny. Well, I guess right. You know, to be fair, Brady's prime lasted 25 years. Uh, <laughs> but like the 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 normal prime for a quarterback would be what like age 27 through 34, 35, sure. and. Yeah. In those years, Brady didn't win a single championship. He won it when he was young, and then he won it when he was old. It's amazing, really, what they're doing. And listen, I know we're we're here in Buffalo. We do radio, Buffalo radio. We're all kind of sick of the Patriots. I know. I'm sorry, the sick of the Patriots. Yeah, sick of the Chiefs. I know you are sick of Mahomes. I think most people listening were probably rooting for the 49ers. I wanted to see the 49ers win for all those same reasons. I'm here to tell you, though. Holy cow, give that team, give that organization a ton of respect. I mean, and I said this when the Bills lost to the Chiefs, but it goes for everybody. It's not just a Bills point. It's not, why. well, you put it on Allen can't beat Mahomes. McDermott can't beat Reed. It's everybody. Lamar hasn't beaten Mahomes, and John Harbaugh can't beat Andy Reed. Now, I will say, Bur- Burrow did beat Mahomes. They lost in the Super Bowl. They mm-hmm. did do that, so they have that feather in their cap. But you said they win the division every year. It's the conference. It's not just. And we look at it through a Bill's prism. I totally get that. I would I would rather, what bothered me about like when the Bills lost, it became about this guy can't beat this person. To me, it's more about just they're so good, nobody can really beat them. Yeah, but you're going to have to figure out a way, and the Bills have come closer than almost anybody other than the Bengals who actually did it in the playoffs. Yeah. But really, to me, it's about them. It's not about who can't do it. There's nothing wrong with those other teams. That's why I guess that's why I look at it, Joe, in the, in, in nuts and bolts. There's nothing wrong with those other teams. They just happen to be playing in this same time period as this team with that coach and that quarterback. Yeah, 
What frustrates me, though, on top of that, because the, the point is right. Like, the Ravens can't do it. The Chargers can't do it. The Bengals did it once. Um, the thing, though, for me is the Bills more than those other teams are supposed to do it because yeah. their quarterback is more like Mahomes than all the other quarterbacks. And their quarterback more than Lamar, for sure. Herbert's barely played in it. I guess Burrow's the other one. But their quarterback gets to the playoffs and usually plays his best. And look at the difference in resume. Like that that's where my frustration I think the Bills should be and Bills fans should be more frustrated than a Ravens fan than mm-hmm. maybe a Chargers fan. It's because they they have Allen. I mean, you know, compare Allen and Jackson and Herbert and all these guys all you want. Allen's supposed to be the closest thing to Mahomes there is. And look at the gap. So, no, like, I'm not saying your point is wrong. Everybody has this. I think the Chargers are as much to blame for this as anybody because they can't, <laughs> they can't challenge them in the division any year. Well, well okay, but, that's right. But, but even if they did, the Chiefs, what's frustrating, the Chiefs came out of the three slot this year. Yeah. E- even, even if the Chargers were to challenge them for the division, I don't know. They're going to make the playoffs, and I'm not sure they don't get to the playoffs and win anyway. Right, they would have only had to win one more road game than they already did, mm-hmm. which is right. Right, because I, I think, listen... This was a year they were vulnerable. Their offense yeah. was not as good. They were struggling at the end of the year. They lost to Aiden O'Connell. And that's a year where you'd like to have the team in their division with a franchise quarterback to be able to win the division in a year like that. And they were nowhere to be found. I mean, their their season was over a month before that happened to Kansas City. Um, but you're right. Like, I guess, you know, even if that happens... What, they got to win one more road playoff game? Maybe at the Chargers or at the Dolphins or something? Not the Dolphins. Um, like the Texans? Like, we don't think they would have just done that anyway? That's, they're amazing. I mean, you got to give it to them. You got to give it to Mahomes. You got to give it to Reed, especially. Yeah. I mean, it's no, they're doing it also in what's su- supposedly the tougher conference, right? There's at least more quarterback yeah, talent that they're doing it in. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to have an easier path, at least in the NFC. And I think that's kind of proven. Look at all the different teams. No, it's not. I guess that wouldn't prove it necessarily. But you're right. I mean, just take a look at it. The NFC it clearly like doesn't have as many of these quarterbacks. Maybe yeah. that'll change this year. You have two teams at the top of the draft board, by the way, which we'll get into uh, this program because there was some there was some quarterback news uh, over the weekend just about what teams might be doing and how they're positioning themselves, what they want to do uh, that I want to get to as we as we get along here. In the meantime, Sal Capaccio, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Hope you're enjoying your Monday after the Super Bowl and hope you're enjoying your Monday overall. At least it's over now. It's over. I don't have to watch it. I, I knew it. I said I said to my wife yesterday, I just don't want to watch this game tonight, but I, I need to. I will. I have to, kind of. I, I was not looking forward to watching it because I just didn't want to see what we ultimately wound up seeing. And I, once the game kicked off, I found myself rooting much more hardcore for the Niners, by the way, than I thought I would. Because mm-hmm. I didn't really care if the Niners won, but then I'm like, no, I need this team to win. And they started off really well. They drove down the field. And how big was that first drive, not getting points? I mean, this game is 19-19 at the end. They didn't get points on the first drive after just going down the field easily, it seemed like, on them. But they made too many mistakes, Joe, and you can't make those kinds of mistakes against the Kansas City Chiefs. Or you're going to wind up, you know, paying for it. But I didn't want to watch it. I wound up watching it, obviously, and yeah. you know that's what we do. It's the Super Bowl, and I need to talk about it. But I was not looking forward to it at all yesterday. They they made mistakes, and they also they got they made mistakes and got unlucky. On top of that, they there were five fumbles in this game. Four of yeah. them went the Chiefs' way, and you had an extra point that was blocked. That mm-hmm. there's two kicks in this game that were the same kick. 
Jake Moody kicked a low extra point, and it hit a chief hand. Because that's what you do. Interior D-line on a, on, a, on a kick, they put their hands up, they're trying to block it. The Moody kick hits a hand. On the 55-yarder, 57-yarder by, by Butker, he slips. And on the follow-through, the kick is way lower than what he was probably hoping for. It makes it through, but they showed a replay from behind. The Moody one got blocked. Butker's kick is below the level of the hands of the Niners defenders, but it goes in between two <laughs> defenders with their arms up. Yep. That I mean, that's just luck, right? And the four out of five fumbles is luck, especially the kick that just the punt that just happens to land on a guy's leg, and then Ray Ray McLeod has to at the last second try to pick it up and wasn't able to. That that by the way, by the way, on that play, it looked like Ray Ray made a really bad mistake, but he did the right thing. Oh, yeah, he, he just fumbled. Yeah. Which, the fumbling was bad, but he did the right thing. He had to pick it up after you saw the replay and seen, right. why, seen why. Yeah, no, he he realized he he had to because it was a live ball. But yep. that drive right there, this is where I it's it's the, there's points to be made here about defense and the Chiefs' defense so impressive. It's really a, the biggest reason I think why they won is that fumbled punt that the Chiefs then scored on the next play. Mm-hmm. On a 20-drive stretch from the second quarter of the AFC Championship game through regulation of the Super Bowl, that was, on 20 drives, that was the Chiefs' only touchdown drive. One play for 16 yards. Like, the offense disappeared for six quarters, but they got to the Super Bowl and then were still alive at the end because their defense had played amazing against both the Niners and the Ravens. We are going to open the phone lines for you today. We do not have anybody scheduled to join us, so it's just you. We'll do like a normal Monday, you know, Buffalo Football Monday reaction show, essentially. But this will be about the reaction to the Chiefs winning, the reaction to the Super Bowl, the reaction to the overtime, the reaction to the commercials, whatever you want to react to, whatever you want to talk about. It's on the table today here on WGR. 803-0550 is the number to call. We'll get into the overtime debate, which is very interesting. I love it. I love talking about it. And, um, you know, we, we, we've had a lot of points on that, but let's go to Steve in Virginia first, who um, wants to chime in. Hi, Steve. You're on WGR. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you. Hey, I just wanted to uh, talk about, it was like, for me, just watching this game, it was just frustrating thinking. I was like, you know, we should have been there. You know, like, we get so close. Because um, I think back, like, you know, if the Bills could have got DeAndre Hopkins instead of using that money on Leonard Floyd and Puna Ford. Now, don't get me wrong. I know Leonard Floyd, he was great during the regular season, put a lot of great sacks. But when it came to playing against Mahomes, the D-line it didn't get any sacks at all, if I'm not mistaken. And one thing about, you know, in the playoffs, you know, teams are great at taking away your number one wide receiver. Because, I mean, I love Stephon Diggs. I think he's the best wide receiver we've had in team history, but the last three playoff losses um, in 2022, the 13 second game, he had three receptions for seven yards against the Bengals, four receptions for 35 yards. And then uh, this year against the Chiefs, he had three receptions for 21 yards. So I just think like if we had like a legit number two wide receiver, you know, since teams are taking away, Hey, your best option digs a number two definitely would have helped out. So um, my you know question is, since the draft is coming up and this year is supposed to be a better you know, draft class, do you think the Bills have been waiting uh, for this to address 
the wide receiver position or is just like since McDermott is a defensive head coach, he's constantly tinkering and tooling with it because I don't want to go another season of them getting lower tier uh, free agents that are you know, wide receivers and waiting to the lower rounds to address you know, the wide receiver position. Cause if it continues to cycle, we're never going to get over that hump. We're basically going to be the San Diego chargers of the two thousands during, you know, the Philip Rivers era. And I don't want to see that, especially with Allen. Just want to get your thoughts on all that. Well, let me start with this. I don't think that not picking a wide receiver early has anything to do with who the head coach is. Um, but I do think there's a point in there, Steve, where you're right. And we've all said it. They need wide receivers more early in the draft. That hasn't happened. They did draft a pass catcher last year. Let's remember the first round. That was Dalton Kincaid. But yeah, I think the theme of this offseason from me, from Joe, from Jeremy, from everybody has been you got to go out and get a wide receiver earlier. You got to get guys on rookie contracts who can hit right away and you can have them in your organization for four years. I don't know why necessarily, other than I would say, Joe, there might be a philosophy of we have Josh Allen. Like he can cover up for some of these things and we can kind of put our resources elsewhere, which gets me to his first point. I'll ask you, Joe, do you think that? DeAndre Hopkins over Leonard Floyd would have made a difference on this team? Um, I For the season, it's hard to say yes to that. Floyd was so good. I mean, Floyd was mm-hmm. needed, right? Vaughn was not able to produce for them. And they needed to replace that production. And Floyd did it. For the totality of the season, he did it. So, mm-hmm. in that way, I would say no. But... If you ask me about the Chief game specifically, I mean, I have hindsight, right? So it's, you know, it's it's unfair. I have the information of knowing what the game was to answer that question. But, all right, let's play the game. Floyd and the D-line, sure, they didn't get after Mahomes again. I mean, most teams don't. It was kind of crazy, I thought, that the Niners sacked him three wow. times in the first half yesterday because... Yeah, they were really getting after him. Right. Nobody does that to him in playoff games, especially... So, all right, the Bills D-line didn't show up again against them. Okay, yeah. I, I, I'm i going to try anything because I already know that they lost the game. But what weren't they able to do in that game? They weren't able to connect on big plays. They had a couple of balls down the field that got dropped, one by Diggs, one by Sherfield, or even if they're not drops, ones you want ca- caught. I think Hopkins would have helped them in that game. I think if Diggs is getting taken away and you can't find out what's going on with him, like why can't we free him up? Why can't we get him open? All this bracket coverage, double teams. But if I got DeAndre Hopkins on the other side of the field as an option, I think it's probably going to go better. But again, that's only for one game. I think the season, I I wanted Hopkins, but I I think, you know, I'm not today in the mood to, to blame them for signing Leonard Floyd. 803-0550. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Uh thanks for the call, Steve. Let's get to Michael in Atlanta. Hi, Mike. Hey guys, always good talking to you. So uh I just wanted to point out that uh and I don't want to take anything away from the Chiefs, but as Joe touched on, yeah, there there's some there's some luck. Uh and I felt the same way watching. Boy, the Bills should have been there. And what it took for them to get there, it took a missed makeable field goal by Bass. It, it the uh, catches that you just talked about. I mean, if, even if one of those catches is good, that's probably at least a field goal. Uh, and and uh, you look yesterday uh, at what happened. You know, with the uh, with that botched punt return. So an unforced error. And I don't know what happened in the Baltimore game, but I think there was some kind of freaky thing or a turnover in that game also. 
But, yeah, you know, they did capitalize on it. But, again, if that doesn't happen on that punt return, is it likely that uh, the the 49ers uh, prevail and win that Super Bowl? So, I mean, everything had to fall into place. And, and again, even with the defensive line with Buffalo not playing as well as we would have liked, again, the Bills were were, uh, one catch away, one of those catches, you know, stick, and uh, the field goals are made, then the, the Bills go on to the next level. So, yeah, certain things have to happen. And also, it's, it's interesting, it was, uh, there was a, uh, um, an article uh, that I was looking at about uh, different uh, uh, coaches and whatnot and, and players talking about what the Bills have to do to get to the next level. And, and Romo said, yeah, it's, you know, uh, catch the ball and make the field goal. <laughs> so, and that's basically, you yeah. know, in other words, I don't think we need dramatic, uh, you know, uh, things to happen in Buffalo, but yeah, we need a true number one receiver and a number two. Yeah. Good Mike. I mean, yeah, you know, no, I, I, right. It's as simple as that, right? Just catch the ball and make a field goal. I, I, I have a tough time with this one sometimes, Joe and Mike, which is that you're not wrong, Joe. You pointed out like they had a lot of things go their way, and Mike points out, and then the week before, and the week before. I also want to, Joe. Did you ever watch the movie Rounders? Yes, love the movie Rounders. Okay, what's the line in there from Matt Damon when his girlfriend says it's all a bunch of luck, and he goes, "If it's luck, why does the same guy go to the World Series of Poker every year?" <laughs> yep. Okay, so I, I want to have space for. They're, they had some things go their way. Yep. I also want to remind everybody, they've gone to six straight AFC Championship games, five, three Super Bowls, they've won three Super Bowls in five years, and they've gone to four of them. And I, I think that even though you may have some breaks, those aren't necessarily coincidences when it's the same team because obviously they're doing a lot of things right to put themselves in position where a break or two that goes their way, mm-hmm. they make sure they capitalize on, right? So rounders comes to my mind. Yeah, it's it can't be all luck when the same team it's happening to all the time. Well, also, you know, credit to Mahomes because I pointed out they went 20 drives with one touch in between AFC Championship and Super Bowl with one yeah. touchdown that came on a one-play drive. But, okay, now it's you've, – you've had that stretch. You've gone six quarters without putting a, re, a great drive together. Six quarters. Now it's overtime. Touchdown wins the game. There he is. There he is. Moves the ball down the field with ease, and they win it on a touchdown. Like, they they hadn't done it in 20 drives, and it gets to overtime, and it's time to do it. What does he do? He does it. That is getting connected with our fans. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. I want to talk about this overtime situation. I love this debate. We'll get into it. We'll see if you guys, uh, you and Jeremy, kind of worked through any of it this morning for your four hours and what fans have to say. 803-0550, good Monday morning to you. It's the off season. Everybody's 0-0. Zero and zero. You don't have to think about the Chiefs winning. Just think about everybody being 0-0 zero and zero and going forward here on WGR. So he came, he came over and gave me a hug. So, so sorry about that. But he, you know what? He just wants to be on the field and he wants to play. And so uh, there's nobody I get uh, better than I get him. He, he's a competitive kid, and, um, he, you know, he loves to play, and he makes me feel young. Okay, that's Andy Reid talking about the Travis Kelsey scream and push. Joe, mm-hmm. he pushed him. I didn't even realize that until I 
kind of watched the whole video. Like I saw the screenshots. We were we were watching a lot of the Nickelodeon broadcast, which I'll get to later, but I didn't see that part of it. Maybe I just missed it. I thought that they probably showed it in some capacity, but they might not have been talking about it. And then I saw it later. I saw it on social media. Then I saw the push. I mean, very egregious. And yeah. I am – Jeremy tweeted out yesterday. So I give Jeremy credit for this, but he's right. He tweeted out how he was stunned that no one talked more about it. Like, how is this not a thing? There, We know, Joe, if that happens in certain places with certain people, mm-hmm. it is absolutely a thing for the next three hours. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect co worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Yep. No, 100%. I mean, imagine if Diggs did it. Of course it would. That's right. And of course. Um, And everybody tweeted that last night. And of course, you get the snark replies from people. There were so many people seating, imagine if Stefan Diggs did this. And the snarky replies were, imagine if he was in a Super Bowl. It's not the point. We know that, right? Mm -hmm. Come on. What are we doing? It really is just if you win, you get away with that stuff, right? Like Brady, yeah. Brady yeah. did that kind of stuff all the time, but he had Super Bowls, so people let him get away with it. Um, or they they labeled it as like, oh, look at this guy, look how fiery he is, look how you know it's been. That's him being a leader. Um, Kelsey, by the way, but has... for the record, Joe, have you ever seen Stephon Diggs yell at a coach like that? Not like that. The only thing we've ever seen from Diggs on the sidelines is his demonst- demonstrative Wave uh, waving the arms towards Josh Allen. Yeah. No. Right. And Kelsey, we've seen do stuff like that before. Didn't he, like, mm-hmm. throw his helmet, like, earlier? Was oh, it yeah. in the regular season? And he got into it with Reed a little bit? Um, yes. So yes. him and Reed have gotten into it a little bit. But, you know, again, like, if they hadn't won, that would be treated a lot different. And there may be other reasons, too. But it that that's the thing. If he does that to a ref, he's out of the game. 
but he did to his head coach. Like, it's just, it's kind of crazy that mm-hmm. they mentioned it on the halftime show, I guess, but, like, barely talked about it. And I I don't know. Like, Bill Cower wasn't like, hey, what? That guy's your head coach. What are you doing there? That's super disrespectful. Not even that. You couldn't get anything from the halftime crew on that. Let's go to Danny in Toronto who's up on the Extra Point Show. Hi, Danny. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good, thank I you. Question, I got a question for you guys. I want to hear your thoughts. Okay. The year that Mahomes, uh, the the, uh, the Chiefs pick for Mahomes was actually a, a, a Bills pick from the year before. Is that correct? The Bills traded. No, no, no. The, Bill, the 2017 10th overall was originally the Bills pick, and they traded down. The Chiefs were the team that moved into it. Okay, so so the Chiefs ended up with Mahomes. Yes. Correct. And then a year later, the Bills took Josh Allen. Josh Allen. If the tables were reversed and Mahomes ended up with the Bills and Allen ended up with the Chiefs, how do you think their their careers would have evolved? And the, the, where I'm going here is that is that I, uh, this week I've heard a talent on Sirius Radio talking about how he thinks, and this is a guy uh, that, that's been following football forever, he thinks that Mahomes is the best quarterback ever. And when he said that, I got to tell you, like I really, it, it bothered me all week. Because I was thinking to myself, if Allen had the benefit of the Chiefs organization, namely Andy Reid, how would he have done on that particular team? And how would Mahomes have done here? Because I got to tell you, I'm really interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this because the coaching staff for me here in Buffalo, I was done when when uh, they screwed up that game in the playoffs against the Chiefs where they lost it in the last, what was it, 7, 13 seconds, something to that effect, right? So I'm here, interested in hearing your guys' thoughts. Thank you very much. Well, there's two, different, there's two different parts here, Danny, of the coaching staff and screwing games up, which you're right. Like, obviously, they screwed that up, and, you know, you could look at other games along the way, but... I wouldn't confuse that with the development of Josh Allen. Do you think they've messed up the development of Josh Allen? I think they've done an amazing job of developing Josh Allen. No doubt, but I mean, they had a couple of shots right. at, at getting to getting to the Super Bowl, and and uh, it's the it's the the head coaching uh, yeah. of, of the the uh, the Bills that have held them down, right? Now, I, I'm looking for a change, but but really, I mean. It's neither here nor there. What I think. I mean, I'm, I'm interested to hear. Well, what, what do you? What do you, Let me ask you. What do you think about how would they have played out? Because again, don't confuse. You're, I, I, I want to make sure we're in the right thing here. We're not talking about right game thing. day decisions. Hold on, wait, hold on. We're not talking about. You have two different points you're making. You're making one about game day decisions, and you would want to make a change. But your original point is about Mahomes and Allen. That's development of the quarterback and where they would be. Like, do you think? Do you think their two careers would be? How how do you think it would go? I I think that Mahomes would have came to Buffalo and he would have not won any Super Bowls okay. <laughs> because of the coaching staff A and B. I think if Allen would have went to the Chiefs, that Chris Russo on Mad Dog would have said that this kid's the greatest quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. I'll play the he game. He's on track to be maybe the greatest ever, and I don't I don't totally disagree with that. He's not yet. I mean, Tom Brady to me is, but either way, Joe, what do you think about all that? I I think. It's a it's an Andy Reid question for me a little bit. The way I'd want to answer it is giving as much credit to Reid as possible without taking credit away from Mahomes. I think Reid might be the greatest coach I've ever seen. I lived through Belichick. I think Reid might be the greatest coach I've ever seen. I didn't get to see Joe Gibbs really, except at the end when he forgot uh, that you couldn't spend two timeouts in a row and lost the game to the Bills. Uh, so I didn't get a good representation of how good he was. I think if Allen was a chief, he'd probably have a Super Bowl or two. I don't know that he have three. 
I think, but I also might guess that Mahomes would have one with the Bills. Um, I'm more sure that Allen would have one with the Chiefs, but that's a that's a read point for me. I think we right. we saw Andy Reid for 20 years consistently be a playoff team, make conference championship games, make the Super Bowl with good to great quarterbacks. We never saw him with even an Allen. I mean, Mahomes. I think Mahomes is better than than Allen. I don't think the gap is massive by any means. I think it's smaller between those two than any other two, um, or anybody else compared to Mahomes. So, I think if it, if Josh Allen was the Chiefs' quarterback, I think he'd be the greatest quarterback that Andy Reid ever had, and I think that's good enough to win Super Bowls. Again, I might not say three, but and yeah. So I think Danny, what you're saying is, if you put Mahomes on the Bills, you think McDermott would hold him back from winning Super Bowls. Without a doubt. And, and the reason I'm, I'm moving in this direction is because mm-hmm. uh, I'm concerned about the, the, the window that Josh Allen has mm-hmm. uh, to, to be a Bill and to win a Super Bowl. I, mean, uh, I got to tell you, like McDermott, I don't, you guys are in, they, they are in a production, they got to produce industry. And uh, when is it that, that, and by the way, I'm not a McDermott hater. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I mean, he's a quarterback. Sorry, he's a coach, and he knows way more about football I could ever know. Um, he's definitely done some great things on the Bills, but when are they going to finally realize? Or, or, or actually, I haven't been listening to the show for a good while because I've been away. What's the sentiment in Buffalo about the coaching staff? Well, a lot of people feel the same way you do, Danny. A lot of people do. We've we've been taking these calls for the last several months. That a lot of people are thinking that a change would be better. That he's taken as far as they can go. Um, that they've hit their ceiling with him. You're not alone. You're definitely not alone in that. Um, you know, so yeah, I think if you if you uh, had listened, you know, had been listening at all for the last few months, you'd get that. And of course, you know, you, here we are, and we watch the Chiefs win another one, and the Bills can't beat them again, um, and they lose to them again. Yeah, it's 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 not it's not a sentiment that you're unique on, Danny. That's for sure. Guys, thanks so much for the for the for the wire today. And uh, yeah, you got it, buddy. Yeah, thanks for listening again. Uh, yeah, you got it. Listen, I don't know, Joe. I don't know if I would agree that like. Would 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 Sean McDermott hold Patrick Mahomes back from winning Super Bowls if he was the Bills quarterback? I mean, I don't know. I don't think Mahomes would have three, but I I don't. Th- <laughs> I think he could still win it. Sure. Are there? If we're going to do specific games, I don't know. How about this year's game? What mm-hmm. happens if the quarterbacks are flipped? Because the teams have enough similarities, offensive weapons and defense, and like I don't know. Does Mahomes take the underneath the digs? And they win the game, like Jeremy said that earlier. That that that's the difference between Allen and Diggs is Allen wants the touchdown there, and Mahomes, Allen Mahomes. yeah, Allen to Mahomes, excuse me, and Mahomes more likely to take the Diggs play because of you know game situation stuff or I don't know. I we could go through game by game. I, I think Mahomes would have a Super Bowl with Sean McDermott. I don't think he'd have three though. I don't. I don't think the difference he, is that massive. I don't think McDermott holds you back yeah. that much. But I do think Andy Reid is. Special, like all time special, to where he's gonna get the most out of any quarterback he's got. And when the guy he's got is that talented, I think that's what yep. this is what it's gonna look like. Yeah, I, I agree. This goes back to my original point to start the show, Joe. I think exactly what you said is the point I made to start the show, which is I don't think it's about the people who haven't done it yet. It's about the guy who's doing it. Right. Like I mean, right? we, at- we focus so much on that guy can't beat him. He can't get. It. He's holding yeah. him back. Allen can't win. Lamar can't win. 
I just think that you're dealing with a special situation and circumstance that you're going against here. Yeah. Like, there's, an, there's another one at the end of the game. The overtime play to win the football game. And look at that play design. They actually ran the same play in the Super Bowl last year. Uh, well, similar. It was the same type of motion. I think the route was different. Corn dog, right? Yeah, corn dog. So Hardman runs inside, stops, and Reed knows exactly what's happening here. He's going to confuse the secondary. They're going to get mixed up. They're going to allow. They're going to leave the outside open, and they've got a fast enough receiver running that motion. Hardman stops at the snap, runs back to the outside. I mean, Mahomes was great leading up to that, but. That's that touchdown to win the game. Mahomes doesn't do anything. I mean, there are fifty quarterbacks in the league that can make that pass. That is that is a play design. That is a value of that guy right there. I mean, if we're not going to call him the greatest coach of all time yet, we might be finally we might be able to call him the greatest offensive play caller of all time. That right there, that touchdown to win the game. That's just Andy Reid being all time great. I want to. Make one more comment about Danny's call before I forget. Danny, great call, by the way. Thank you. I I have, I have this belief, and I might be completely wrong, but I have this belief that there were only and there are only certain organizations that really could have developed Josh Allen to become who he's become. But I absolutely think, of course, that Andy Reid would have been one of them. Yep. I think what the Bills have done with Josh Allen, I don't think most teams or organizations in this league would have done. This is a... This is a Brandon Bean, front office, scouting staff. Yes, Sean McDermott, coaching staff, Brian Dable point. This is a, a point about the organization and the nurturing of him and bringing him along. And I've always said, and I believe this, Joe, I think if Josh Allen was drafted by the Jets, I don't think he'd be nearly what he is right now. He'd be, he'd be good. Uh, he wouldn't be what he is now. I think there's a lot of teams that that would fall into that category for. But there were certain teams. So to answer your question, Danny, about I don't know. I don't know how I would say. I don't know what Mahomes do. I probably agree with you, Joe. Might have a Super Bowl by now, but I'm pretty confident that if Josh Allen was on the Chiefs, he'd be doing the same things Patrick Mahomes is doing because I think that that's the same kind of organization. And Andy Reid, being the special coach that he is, would have done that. But I, I don't think everybody would have with Josh. I, I think only certain organizations would be able to because he was so so raw, so raw coming out with all this talent. And for the Bills organization to get him to where he is, I think speaks a lot to them. But I don't think everybody would have done that. But I certainly think Kansas City would have been able to do that with Andy Reid. Tim, Tim's on. Tim, stick around. As soon as we come back, I'm going to take you first because you want to talk about the overtime rules. We're going to talk about the overtime rules. I want to get everybody's thoughts on that. 803-0550 here on the Extra Point Show. Good show today. Hanging out with you at 803-0550 on WGR. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. All right, as promised, Tim in Buffalo is next. We're going to get into the overtime stuff. Tim wants to chime in on that. Go ahead, Tim. Thanks for holding. Oh, thanks a lot, guys. Uh, good morning. Hey, two quick questions. One about the overtime, but one about something else that I noticed in the game last night. Who were the black-shirted guys who came out like early on when there were a couple of skirmishes and he tried to break them up? I, I don't think I've ever seen that before in a game. And my overtime question is, I question San Francisco's decision to receive the kickoff to start the overtime. I, I, yeah, hindsight is easy, but I think I would have rather deferred and you know kicked off to Kansas City first. Uh, what's your opinion on that? It's a great debate. Let me tackle the first one, Joe. Do you remember the black shirts? Are those the? Those are there's the basically there's officials on the sidelines yeah. that aren't on the on-field officials, right? Yep, yep, yeah. The off-field officials. I recognize one of them because he's a head ref for other games. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, because they have different crews. Yeah, so they can't... I, end of Mixed the half. Crews, there was, like, say. end of the half, and I think they were probably trying to make sure, like, hey, guys, the clock's running down. Let's not... Don't make us call a 15-yard penalty when we're about to go to the half and maybe let the Niners into field goal range or something. Um, so I saw them there, um, and then overtime. Yeah. All right, well, we got to get into this. I want to talk about it because it's been a really fun, good debate. I don't think there's a right answer here. And apparently, according to Seth Walder and ESPN Analytics and other analytical sites, Mm -hmm. there's no real good answer. And yes, we also don't have a body of work yet on something like this. Yeah. But all the simulations even don't give you one correct answer. So, Tim, I have said this morning, and I still say this, but I'm totally open to either idea. I want to to get that clear. I'm not, oh, my God, you got to do this one way or the other. I think they made the right call. I would want the ball first. For the simple fact for me is, if both teams have the same result, which is I don't score, you don't score, or I get a field goal, you get a field goal, or I get a touchdown, an extra point, you get a touchdown, an extra point, it's now sudden death, and I'm getting the ball. 
So I get a chance to win the game with any score before you do. That's why I would do that. What do you think, Joe? So I almost think I think there it's I think there are good cases either way. I would want I would think that it's so close you can do either. If it were me personally, I would make my decision based on who the other head coaches. Said this earlier though, like if it was mm. Mike Tomlin <laughs> on the other side of the like field, this. I think he's conservative enough where he might punt the ball to me. He might kick a field goal when he mm-hmm. shouldn't. He might. I think if he scores a touchdown when he gets the ball first, he's probably kicking the extra point. He's going to allow me to go for two to win the game. Rather than if it was Dan Campbell, what would worry me is Dan Campbell's going to go get eight. He's going to make it so that I can't win the game in my second position. At least that's what he's going to try to do. He's going to set out on that first possession to not let me win the game. He's going to get the ball back at worst on a third possession with a field goal to win it. So I might play the game of, okay, who's the other head coach? I think, honestly, the most egregious thing that happened isn't the decision. It's the story that um, Lindsey Jones wrote at the Ringer this morning with talking to players and sources on both sides that the Chiefs, Justin Reed and Chris Jones, said that Reed and the Chiefs coaching staff have been talking about this since training camp and that for the last (laughs) two weeks they've rehearsed it. So Jones said... They knew they were going to get the, if they won the toss, they were going to kick the ball off and that they would go for two to win the game. They knew what they were going to do. Meanwhile, I've got Niners players, Eric Armstead, Kyle Juszczyk, who are making it pretty clear we, we didn't even know the overtime rules. Like, we, it, it seems to me. Wow. It sounds, I didn't see all this. It sounds like. Yeah, like Juszczyk said, I I don't was he the one who went out for the coin toss? I hope not, because he said after the game he assumed. I think it was Fred Warner, wasn't it? Fred Warner, you're right. Juszczyk said he assumed the 49ers asked to receive when they won the coin toss because that's what you do in the regular season when a touchdown wins the game. I guess that's not the case. I didn't know the strategy. Eric Armstead's the one who said he didn't even know that the rules had changed. So I got the Chiefs players that have rehearsed it, that have been knowing what to do since training camp, and I've got. The Niners players who, in the moment, didn't know what was going on. And that is where I would want to maybe pinpoint any criticism for Shanahan is it kind of sounds like you winged it a little bit. Joe, I I had not heard this until you just said it. I had no idea that that was the case. Yeah. I knew about the Chiefs part that they'd been rehearsed. I did not know anything about what you just said about the Niners. And I'm telling you right now, I would be so infuriated knowing that if I'm a Niners fan. Not because I think they made the wrong call. I think they made the right call anyway. Yeah. But that is a that is a window into coaching, what you just said. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a big picture issue to me. If I'm John Lynch, the GM, yeah, and I'm hearing this today, I'm pissed and yeah. thinking, how is my head coach, who's this brainiac offensive mind? Not even discussing these rules with my players throughout the year at all, or in the playoffs. Right. Because even if... And by the way, let's remember, it's not just a Super Bowl rule, it's a playoff rule. They played other playoff games. Exactly. Right, because even if, like I said, it sounds like Shanahan was winging it. Even if Shanahan thought about the strategy with the coaching staff beforehand and determined what they were going to do, you still got... I mean, Kyle Juszczyk, Eric Armstead, these are important veteran captains on your team. And they don't, like, they got to know what's going on, right? They got to, everyone wants to be clear, I think, on what's going on. So, 
Yeah, I agree. Like, I think I think that is reasonable criticism levied against Shanahan. I don't mind that he went for it, or that he, excuse me, he took the ball first and decided that that was the strategy they were going to employ. But I don't know. It 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 sounds to me like Reed and the Chiefs were way way more buttoned up on what they were going to do, more confident in their strategy because the Niners, you know, at least the players seemed like they just didn't know what was going on. Wow. 8030550. But by the way, I remember this reminds me of years ago, I think Donovan McNabb. Nick, well, you know what? He might have played for the Reed when yes. he said this. Randy Reed, I think he did. I think so, yeah. He said he Remember when Donovan McNabb said he had no idea about the overtime rules that a game could end in a tie? Yes. Yeah. Hey, maybe Andy Reid. Uh, you know what, Joe? Maybe if he was he if he was playing for Reid at the time, maybe that's a reason why Reid made darn sure. I was going to say, like that. maybe that came up for him, and like I got to make sure all my guys know. Yeah, 2008. Reid was the coach. I, I was going to say the same thing. I wonder if Reid uh, experienced that and made sure to never let that happen again. That's exactly right. We'll take a timeout. Good stuff. All right, what do you think about the overtime rules? We'll kind of run through some of the uh, scenarios on that. want to talk about the halftime show, the Super Bowl commercials, and uh, where you go from here with the Chiefs now again cementing themselves. We can call it a dynasty, unfortunately, but that's what it is. 803-0550 here on the Extra Point Show. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.